0: Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast. I am your HIV positive host, Miss Jennifer Levon. Sorry, I've been gone a little while. I have I've been gone a little while, but I'm back. I've had a lot of people asking where my podcast is, and I don't know. Sometimes I just get in a funk and I don't feel like doing it. But when enough people have asked, then I think, you know what? I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about. So, I am doing it. Is my mic high enough here? Just double checking on the volume. Um, Yeah, it looks like it's good. Okay. Um, So, and also, I had um, a computer issue on the same day that I dropped the, you know, iPhone, I don't know when it started, which iPhone number or version it started with, but they came up with these dumb blocks that only use their cords. Well, anyways, something happened. I was leaning over my toilet. I was grabbing something, and I pulled up, I don't know, somehow I yanked the little block off the cord and it dropped right in my toilet and I grabbed it right away. There was only water in the toilet. Um, and so I thought, oh, it'll just be my luck that that will end up not working. And so I go to work and I, of course, what did I do? I dried it off right away. And then I, pushed in the little plug and then I bring it to work that day and it's not working. And so I'm, I didn't realize it. Honestly, I kind of forgot about it. And so I kept thinking it was the, um, the plugs around the office, like the outlets. And so I tried several of them and then I was like, Oh, I guess they actually did break it. Okay, great. Or water got in it and then it wasn't working. So I have a cable from my car, And I went out and grabbed that because my phone was like at 2%. And um, I got this cable for my car that I plug into the, what do you call it, the lighter. And I thought, I'll just plug it into my computer. And then I can charge it through my computer because I didn't have the right, you know, cube. Because iPhone changed the cube. So freaking annoying how they keep changing things. But, you know, of course they do that. So you'll have to spend more money. So I plug in uh, my... Phone into that while it's plugged into my computer, and I come back and check on it. I'm thinking, oh, I'll probably have at least you know 15% by now, and nothing had changed. And I realized there was no lightning bolt, and I'm like, what's going on? So I'm like realizing that my computer isn't on, and I'm pushing the on button. This is all in the same like 15 minutes, and um, because I brought my well maybe the computer part wasn't within the same 15 minutes of me dropping it in the toilet, but all of this kind of going down was all happening within the same like few minutes in this office. So I um, take my computer to all the different outlets and none of them are working. I'm thinking maybe it's the outlets. No, it's my computer. So it's not turning on. So I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And I said to my boss, I said, I can't charge my phone with this plug because I broke it because I dropped it in the water. Um and now I can't charge my um phone on through my computer because my computer's not turning on. I don't know why. So I didn't um my whole point is that I didn't do a podcast for a while because I didn't have my Chromebook and I thought I was Chromebook. Hello. My that's what they call the kids at where I work all the kids have Chromebooks. Um my son included, but no, it was my laptop. So I record on this app called Audacity and I didn't have access to it because my computer was totally dead. So I thought, well, I'm going to try to order a cable for my computer. And lo and behold, it worked. (laughs) It was the power cord that was not working. So I got a new one through Amazon. Of course, it took like five days to get here. It finally made it. And now my computer is working again. I'm so glad I didn't have to buy another laptop. I mean, these things basically crash and burn for me about every three to four years. And I don't really use it for much. Like I have a Um, external hard drive that I keep everything on, so nothing's on this laptop. There's no storage on here anyways. It's really low storage space. Um, I just use it for things like this and the internet, basically. Um, And um, speaking of the internet, um, moving right along here with my notes, I was banned on TikTok um, literally one week ago, almost to the minute right now. It's 8.29. I think it happened at 8.31. Uh, last week, while I was doing a live, I was banned for, and I was banned for, so today, like right now in like one minute, I could actually go live again. Um, but I will not be doing that at the moment. but um, I was banned for harassment and bullying. Like I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I' really I don't get it. I appealed it. like literally I'm answering questions about my story and HIV. Of course, statistically, I speak about who has the highest risk of getting HIV. And you can look that up on cdc.gov. You can see who has HIV, and you can see who is diagnosed, like every year. It's really clear information. Male-to-male sex is the highest risk because that's the most risky kind of sex people can have. And it's typically the receivers of semen who get HIV. Uh, of course, I always say women have two ways of getting it, and men have one. So that's you know pretty much the way it goes. And um, anyways, so I don't know if it was that. I but they they denied my appeal and they said nope, we're sticking with it. You you're a you're a bully and you harass people. I mean I don't know I don't know what to make of it. Um, I, at this point I can just you know I can't take TikTok too seriously. But honestly, like at this point with my TikTok, that's the only platform that really has that great reach through my lives. I don't get anything with videos anymore. I've really lost the whole algorithm. It's gone, which, which is fine. It's kind of a relief, honestly. Um, I just put up videos and I like, I mean, if I get, it depends on the video, but like, if it's not that much effort or that good, it literally gets like 300 views. Like it's about it. 300, 500 views. It's like, there's 30,000 people on yeah, I've been through this before with TikTok. It's frustrating, and it's like, what's the point? So again, I'm not putting putting that much effort into TikTok. Only the lives, because I feel like those are important for people to find out about HIV. And you know, for those that are reporting me and think like they're doing um, everybody a favor, they're totally not. Because there's people that need to hear about U equals U, and they need to know about testing and treatment. And so it's a real, it's a real sad sad thing that TikTok chooses the um the trolls over the creators and they don't really always support the creators but whatever i've talked about that enough um okay um everybody always asks me about cabanuva in the comments or like in my um my um I don't know why in my head I'm saying TikTok, Tinder, my podcast, Um, they'll ask me, you know, have you heard of this Cabanuva? Yes, I've heard of it. And I'm not doing it because my pill a day is fine for me. So I just want to get that one out of the way. Yes, I know all about Cabinuva. It's a shot you get in your bum, one on each side every two months. Um, It's a bigger dose of medication because it has to last for two months. So my doctor and I have talked about the pros and cons of putting in more medication into my body all at once versus just a tiny dose each day. Um, And I just preferred to take a pill a day because I already take other things every day at the same time. And I don't have any side effects. It works great for me. I don't have any psychological, you know, um, issues with taking that pill. I don't, I don't stress out about having HIV or anything. So for me, um, I'm not doing it at the moment. Um, If it became like once every six months, I guess I'd want it to be on the market for a while before I actually decided to do it, would decide to do it. Um, Because again, it really, my status hasn't really uh, been an issue with dating or anything. People... You know understand and believe you know the science and they are good with me you know they trust that i'm taking my medication every day of course i'm going to freaking take it every day why wouldn't i i don't want to die and i don't want to become resistant to my medication so of course i take it every day okay so there is that cabanova um cabanova. and then um it's funny people seem to get all up in arms not not lots of people but i've had this happen so many times over the years where people get irritated that my medication is free they said well why why don't you have to pay for it um you know and then they compare it to other diseases and well that's not fair you know and they go on about cancer or other things i un- i understand a- some of the f- the frustra- frustration but i also feel that in the u.s our health care is shit and we um have to go about getting treatment in like such a backwards kind of way. And that's for like basically everything. And, um, anyways, yeah, my treatment's always been free. I have Medi-Cal, which is in the U S or uh, it's in California. It's, um, state funded medical insurance, um, for low income. It's always been like that since my divorce from my kid's dad. Um, so, but if I didn't have that, then of course it would be through my work insurance, which I don't have cause I'm a sub. Um, and if I didn't have, either of those, for whatever reason, I would go through ADAP, the AIDS Drug Assistance Program. There's a lot of bureaucratic red tape with all of this, but eventually you do get your treatment. And why are people mad that we're able to get treatment? Like, why should we have to, you know, pay a lot of money when this keeps us alive? And why do we have to feel bad about that? I don't understand, like, the anger behind that when people get pissed off. I mean, I definitely see in the comments people get irritated that it's free. Like you should have to pay thousands of dollars because you got this disease and you suck. And I want to see you suffer now that you got it. I mean, like that's legitimately how I feel when it, when people ask that in a really like, it's like, you know, all caps or just something rude in the tone of the way they ask. And it's, I just don't understand. There's like no compassion from some people. It's like, shouldn't people just be happy that we can get treatment for free or low cost? And like all over the world, it's literally free to low cost. I mean, why, why are people mad about that? Like whatever. Spend your time being mad about something else, please. Okay, something else that came up. This is all my little HIV segment here. Um, someone had brought up if you're an undetectable undetectable male, so you're HIV positive, you're undetectable, and you want to impregnate a woman, does that woman have to be on PrEP? And I was like, well, first of all, um, I'm not going to get into all that because most men who have HIV are gay. So I don't know. It's a hetero man or a bisexual man or something. Um, no, the woman doesn't have to be on PrEP. The man's undetectable. So the concern is not about the the sperm having, carrying HIV into the fertilized, into the egg, because that's not how it's transmitted ever. So you can be a man with a really high viral load, get a woman pregnant, that sperm isn't going to carry HIV virus into the egg. It doesn't work like that what would happen is, is that man with HIV could give it to the mother and then the mother would transmit it to the baby. Typically, I've talked about this before in here, not through, um, in vitro it. Yes. On rare occasions, it can go through the placenta if there's like a break in the placenta. Um, but it's typically through the birthing process, like the baby going through the chute, the the baby hole, um, or obviously nursing the baby again, if the mother is not on treatment, and isn't undetectable, which is so uncommon now because all pregnant mothers are tested for HIV. But yeah, I guess there could be that super rare occasion that a woman contracts HIV, you know, late in her pregnancy and doesn't know it and then delivers a baby and gives it to the baby. Like that's still possible. Um, Doesn't know it after the delivery and nurses the baby and gives it to the baby. But the baby is not going to get it from... That initial sperm to egg contact, it doesn't go that way. It doesn't, the virus isn't carried through sperm. So, um, yeah, it doesn't matter if the man's undetectable or not. He can still inseminate a woman, uh, and will not transmit HIV to that, uh, new little bean that's implanted into the mother's uterus. But definitely, obviously, if not undetectable, could give it to the mother. Okay. I hope that's clear. Um, And then, um, with regards to U equals you, um, people always, I get this one a lot. Um, what about if a woman's on her period? So you guys just have to get it into your head. It's all fluids are not of concern. None. There's no situation when a person's undetectable that they could transmit HIV sexually. You can, you know, cut your, your, genitals open and smush them together. Um, you can have blood, there's semen, uh, vaginal, um, fluids, all of that. Um, you can even suck in a lady's titties if you want, if she's got, um, if she's not detectable and <laughs> swallow all that milk if you want, I guess, and uh, you're not going to get HIV. So sorry if anybody's listening to this with their kids in the car. I just thought about that. It's kind of gross. Um, but anyways, yeah, there's no situation where there's a concern that you have to have some kind of protection. Of course, I always say it doesn't protect anybody from other STIs. It doesn't at all. It's just HIV. You cannot give anybody HIV when you're undetectable with it. Um, A woman cannot give it to a man when she's on her period. Nothing changes. It's the same thing. You can't, you can't, um, I don't know, make it any more dramatic or messy and then think, Oh my God, is there a risk now? No. There's just none. There's none. So you, yeah, there's, I just, I can't be more clear about that. There's no risk, zero risk. They wouldn't say zero risk and then say, oh, but there's that occasion where you want to be careful. If the woman has her period, you might want to wear a condom or be on prep. No, 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 no. It's totally, totally safe. Okay. All right. Good. Got that cleared up. Okay. um, mm, I'm gonna save that um, yeah we'll come back to that um, I um, went to an air show a couple weeks ago with my kids and their dad and all I have to say about that is that it really sucked because I love air shows I don't know if, if you've been to an air show you know I went when I was 15 with my dad and my stepmom and my stepbrothers we were in well I was in high school obviously the three of us were in high school and it was at Moffett Field in Mountain View. For anybody from the Bay Area who knows Moffett Field, um, we were not looking forward to going to this. Me and my stepbrothers and my stepmom somehow. This, you know, this is back in like '85, um, roughly '86. I remember we we parked far away because they didn't want to pay for parking. It was a long way. I, I remember we walked a long way with these um, foldable chairs. And I just remembered we didn't want to be there. We're like, this is going to be so dumb. And so we're there and there, you know, some planes are doing like fun things in the air and we're like, okay, I mean, that's, that's cool. You know, that's cool. And then out of nowhere, I don't know if it was five or seven. I don't know what, what, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Maybe it was seven. It felt huge. Maybe it was just five, but from out of nowhere, you know, you're staring at a, um, basically an airstrip. And the, the fun little planes, you know, the biplanes and all those things are doing all their tricks. There's helicopters, there's, you know, special military, I know, planes that are doing things, you know, high above in front of you and you're watching that, that's the air show and that's fun. But <laughs> the jets came out of nowhere from behind, went over the crowd and then straight up and like splintered apart from each other, right? That was my first time ever witnessing the Blue Angels and I lost my shit. I, I didn't even know how to explain what was going through me at that moment. Like it was, I felt like I wanted to cry. I felt like super patriotic. It was so loud. The ground rumbles, you know, you, you're, you it's, oh, and that's the other thing is the noise hits after you see the planes. They, we weren't expecting them at all. It scared the living shit out of us. Talk about being impressed. So I have since then had a love for air shows, and obviously the jets and the blue angels, because if you've if you've and we lived in Mountain View, so they would they would practice. Um, you know, in our area, and we'd hear them go over and all that. That was later on, actually. I didn't live in Mountain View at the time when I saw the air show. I, we ended up moving there like a couple years later. So these jets would come f- screaming across the sky. You know, we'd be outside in our backyard, and we'd be like, I think I hear one, I think I hear one, and then sure enough, it'd go freaking screaming, you know, by, you know, and way out by the mountains, and there is just something unreal about those jets and the noise they make, and it's, it's exciting. So anyways, we go to this air show. Can't wait to take Owen and Joey and Ryan. The last time my ex and I went, the girls were little. I want to say Joey was maybe four or, well, <laughs> yeah, maybe four or five. I was just thinking of our divorce. Like, oh, we were still together. Um, Ryan was probably two or a little bit under. I remember we had, we bought like the um, special um, headphones for Ryan it was still too much um we had to get in the car we couldn't really enjoy the jets because it was scaring them like it's really 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 loud and um even in the car it seemed like it was too much so I mean we just sort of like tried to take turns I remember we'd watched it one year with my friend Stephanie and her husband Dave and Salinas and we were like watching it from like his work parking lot across the street from the um, Salinas airport. But you know, it's been years and um, I went to go see it. I think it was like in 2000, maybe like 13, maybe 2012. um, I got the privilege of going on my friend Haley's dad's private boat out in San Francisco Bay. Like you know, mm, uh, I don't know. What is it? West? Uh, No, east of, east of the Golden Gate Bridge. We're out on this boat. It was fleet week and we couldn't wait to see the jets from the boat on the water. We're out there. Like it was a big ordeal to drive all the way out to San Francisco, get on this boat with my two. uh, I had Joey and Ryan with me. Owen was with Chris and his family. We were divorced at the time and um, they canceled the show because of the fog. The fog rolled in and we didn't know because we weren't, um, We weren't actually like at the show, so we didn't hear the announcement, but we're just kind of, after a while, we're like, "Uh, yeah, there's like no, um, there's no Jets, (laughs) like where are they? So later we found out, obviously, and so we had to turn around and go back and there was no Jets. So that was the last time I waited for Jets, and then we got these tickets, my ex paid a bunch of money for them, like we had like great seats, and honestly, you can really just sit in your car, you don't, oh my god, you can sit in the parking lot, you really don't have to have these great seats. They're only really good for like the monster trucks and like the there's like a thing that they do with explosions and stuff. So there are some cool things. There's a fire engine that has like a jet engine on it. And it goes like, I don't even know, I think it was 350 miles an hour. Like, so you, you probably couldn't see that from the parking lot. So that was kind of fun to see. Anyways, the fog starts rolling in and we're like, no, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It didn't happen. They canceled them. So all of that money, like, I think he paid like 45 bucks a seat and we didn't get to see the Jets. So it was really sad because we wanted to show Owen. We were so excited to show Owen. Chris feels the same way, my ex, about the Jets as I do. The first time I introduced it to him, he nearly shit his pants just like I did. And so it became, you know, he was like, you know, we're like little kids waiting for the Jets. It's so exciting, but it's the last part of the show. And Salinas just has this fog. Even the announcer said, if you look behind, um, we're sitting, ladies and gentlemen, there's the ubiquitous... Yeah, that was the word he used. Fog rolling in to Salinas. And it's like, well, then could you call the Jets in? Because we want to see them. Like, we don't want to, like, miss it. And can you stop having, like, the ladies doing... There was some lady, like, doing, like, aerobatic, like, almost ballet. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I don't need that. Like, I want to see the Jets. So they waited too long. And they didn't come. I was so pissed. Oh, my God. So we missed the Jets. It was super disappointing. Um, so yeah, that's one story. Another story that's happened in the last week. Actually, this just happened last weekend. So yeah, anyways, we'll probably try to go again next year. I don't know. It's such a bummer. We were so disappointed, like super disappointed. Um, okay. So we have a new Starbucks that opened in Watsonville on, we were counting, I think there's eight Starbucks in my town, including like one in a Safeway, one in a Target. And there's like three drive-thrus now. Uh, yeah. And then there's a couple other ones that are just stationary or not stationary, but like they, they're not drive through. So anyways, but it's a brand new Starbucks. And I said to Joey the other morning, Hey, you want to go get some Starbucks? Like, let's go through the drive through. Let's see what it's all about. Cause it's a brand new little shopping center in Watsonville. And, um, and it looks really nice. I was really excited to go through there. And she's always like, hell yeah, you know, Starbucks. So I said, Oh, and do you want anything? So he wanted something too. So we're driving down and oh my God, I see, and this was all on my, my uh, Instagram story. If you follow me on Instagram, I had it all on there. Um, I see a seagull in between the two lanes. There's just two lanes and it's on the, like the dotted, you know, part of the lane and it's sitting there in the middle of the road sitting, you know, cars have just gone by. I didn't see it get hit, but it's just sitting there and its head is kind of wobbling around. I'm like, Oh, I can't take it. Cannot take it. So, it's really close to the shopping center. So I pull into the new shopping center, but like not even in a space. I just put my hazards on. Joey's like laughing at me. She was probably high and I'm running to this bird. I don't know what I'm going to find. I don't know if it's going to be dead when I get there. I don't know if it's going to be bloody. I don't, I, animal suffering is one of the hardest things for me to deal with. I can't handle it, but I can't also Handle the fact that this bird is alive and it's in the road, and I need to help it. So I'm running to it. Some homeless guy was crossing the street. Like I had passed him as I was running in the middle of the road. Thankfully, the traffic that was oncoming was at a red light about, I don't know, a, a big, big block away. So they weren't right there, and I was able to like run to it. But some guy, I passed some guy that was crossing the street with a shopping cart, and he's like mumbling something towards me. Probably thought I was crazy. So I get to the bird, and I realize it's like, it's not um, a baby. I mean, how often do we see baby seagulls? But it was definitely not a full-grown seagull because it didn't have the full gray. It was more speckled, and it was a little bit smaller. Um, I pick it right up. I just pick it up, you know, from behind, put my hands around its whole body. Its wings doesn't try to flap its wings or anything, doesn't try to kick its feet. But his little head is kind of lolling around, and I'm like fuck, it's probably broken in snack. I don't know what's wrong with it. I have no idea. And I'm walking with it and I'm like, there's all this new, um, oh, I don't know. Um, top, I want to say topsoil. That's not it. Just the, 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 I can't think of the right word. The landscaping, there's all this brand new landscaping around this shopping center. And it's like, um, that furry brown, you know, stuff all around the plants. It's really pretty. Everything looks really nice and new. And I'm like, do I just, I don't know what to do. Do I put the bird in the, in this stuff? I don't even know. Like, and just leave it to die. And then I'm like, no, I can't leave it. I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm, it's still, I'm going to bring it with me. So I get in the car, Joey's cracking up. She's like, oh my God, I just wanted to get Starbucks. And you had, now my mom's in the car with a seagull. So I, I keep its little head. It's tucked in my arm. I'm like, holding it, you know, like a baby, except it's got its, you know, its feet down and it's kind of got its head tucked in. And I'm like, it's breathing. Like I'm, I keep checking it. I'm like, it's breathing. And so, you know, we're filming it on Instagram. Cause it's like, it's honestly kind of hilarious because it's just so crazy. Like here, we were just trying to get Starbucks and now I have a seagull in the car. And Joey's like, um, mom, you know, you should see if they have anything special for it at, at Starbucks. See if they have any pup cups for seagulls. Um, and I mean, it was funny at the time, um, only because I really thought it was kind of okay. But then when we were in line with it and like, I'm going to like go up to the, the person in the drive through line, by the way, the drive through was really nice and it was very busy. There was a long line. Um, I mean, they're going to see that I have a bird in my arms and, um, I don't know, would they care? I don't really know, but I was going to show it to him anyways. It turns out it was, this guy, Moises, who went to high school with my daughter, Ryan, they were very good friends. And when I heard his voice, when I ordered through, you know, at the ordering, you know, thing, um, I'm like, I recognize that voice. And, uh, sure enough, it was Moises. Um, it's a little feminine. (laughs) I just, I just know his voice. So anyways, and it was him. It's crazy. Um, but anyways, so we're, the bird all of a sudden starts opening his beak And Joey goes, oh, look, mom, he's hungry. Do you have anything for him? Like, she's joking, obviously. And um, I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening? Like, why is he doing that? And I'm filming him. And he keeps opening his beak, opening his beak. And all of a sudden, he takes his head. He throws his head back onto his back. Like, his beak is all the way back on his back. I'm like, oh, no. ooh, Oh, my God, don't do that. And I'm fixing his head normal, thinking that I'm going to... Help him in some way. That's it. That's the end. He like any life that was in him went away at that moment. But I have to say, he lasted about ten minutes in my arms. So I have had more than one bird die in my arms or hands, and you know, birds that have hit my slider because they thought it was an open way and the glass was too clean. Um, And I thought, oh, they're they're going to be okay. No, and then they end up doing this little this little thing my dryer um where they do look like they're gulping air it's so sad and they just they do this thing where they throw their head back it's I've got to look it up and see if there's something to this this like death like dance or something I don't know it's so sad so it died and so we drove it we we live near a slough it's like there's wildlife all around and water and where I decided to pull over. Of course, there's a man bird watching in a chair with special binoculars. And I'm like, I look like this crazy lady walking up and like leaving this dead seagull. So I kind of like tried to interrupt him because I was just, Joey was in the car again. My hazards are on. I'm like, Hey, um, this bird just died. I don't, I don't mean to be weird, but I just want to let you know. And he like puts his binoculars down. He looks at me. He's older than me. And I think he just thinks I'm crazy. And I'm like, I'm just going to leave it here because I figured, you know, there's other wildlife that might, they could eat it, you know, cause it's like, it's a fresh bird, you know? And he just looked at me like I was nuts. I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't know. I just felt like it was better than putting it in the garbage. So yeah, I I did a whole story on it. And then I did it like a lot of it I thought was funny cause Joey is funny and it's like, I know it is sad. It is. (laughs) Most people were like really sad cause I played the Sarah McLachlan song Angel that was actually supposed to be funny, but many people wrote to me and they were like, you know, doing the crying emojis. And they're like, Oh my God, I'm like literally in tears right now. I'm like, Oh shit. Like it really made people feel sad. So I felt kind of bad, but yes, the seagull went to seagull heaven and, but Hey, I got to hold a seagull and that was kind of cool. I've always wanted to hold a seagull. So I got to, and you know what? He died, um, with love around him because he wasn't, run over by a car and had to suffer more. He was being held by a human who wanted the best for him. And I feel like I did a good deed. Like I really wanted him to survive, obviously. And, um, he was being cradled at the very end. So, um, yeah, it was sad though. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm off Tinder. <laughs> That's my, uh, I was going to get to that. Um, yeah, I'm off Tinder. It's been about a month and, something just hit me. I know it was definitely during that time of the month where I'm not wanting boys near me, if that makes sense. I'm not ovulating. It was really easy to do it. I just had it and I saw a TikTok where they talked about, um, that there's bots on these dating apps and they do it because there's so many men that don't get, um, matches. And so they put these fake bots on and fake, um, accounts so that men will feel like people are matching with them and they'll continue to pay for the service. If they have like a Tinder gold account or whatever, um, they'll continue to pay so that they feel like there's actually somebody out there who is matching with them. Otherwise they just give up. They say women on Tinder go they swipe right about, I think it was like, it was some crazy stat, like 4% of the time. That is me. I hardly ever swipe right. Cause it's just, there's nothing appealing on there. They say men swipe right, like 85% of the time. So clearly there's a huge issue when it comes to dating apps and people matching. And so, and I truly feel like I have matched with bots, thinking of conversations I've had in the past and like people just like going, like they're just gone out of nowhere, um, when it seemed like things were going really well through texting or whatever. So it gave me this really bad feeling like Jesus Christ, I'm having feelings or having a feeling or something for people who are literally either making fake accounts or they are, you know, that like it's a business that actually makes these fake accounts. They they like hire people to make the fake accounts, or um, it's not even a real person. And I was just like, you know what, Th- I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done. And. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, this is like a really, really hard way to date because number one, these are blind dates regardless of how well you think you get to know somebody through the texting or the pictures or even talking on the phone or whatever. It's a blind date. Like you don't know how somebody is until you see them in person and you just can't create that. You, you create these, you create these like, um, blown up images of what you think that person is. And, or, I mean, it's very rare that you're like pleasantly surprised, but, um, typically you kind of blow them up in your head that they're going to be this great guy. And then you meet them and you're like, Oh, I couldn't have been more wrong. So, um, I mean, I've had some good meetups, but you know, there's been plenty of bad. So I just, I'm just over that. And I, you know, i have enough contacts that I've made over the last year that they are, some of them have lasted and are continuing to last. So I'm just like, kind of like happy about those. Um, I get really like overwhelmed at the thought of having anybody that I need to report to or, or share daily things with all of that stuff, like, isn't appealing to me at all. It really makes me feel like, overwhelmed like i don't want that so what is it that i'm seeking (laughs) and i finally freaking figured it out i am seeking intimacy when i want it and i love intimacy i miss that i miss somebody you know i miss that um really loving someone and feeling intimate with them um, but it takes a lot to get to that stage and I'm not willing to go through all the steps cause I don't want to deal with all those steps. So what I realized, what happened was, is in my early dating after my split, um, in 2021. So like the summer of 2021 and kind of going into this time last year, I had, um, my medication, um, I had dated only guys my age. There was a PE teacher that I dated who was a few years older than me, a couple years older than me. So I'd met him in person. And then I had rematched with somebody that I had been with in the past. And he's older than me, I think, or maybe he was a year younger than me. Um, anyway, so we had hooked up like three times and I thought, Oh, this is how it's gotta be. And and then there was an older guy that I met through match who was like, well, he was 48. So I kept thinking everybody had to be my age. And then I met the guy on new year's Eve where I did mushrooms for the first time. And he was 39 and I kept thinking, Oh my God, he's so much younger. (laughs) Little did I know I was going to end up dating guys who were 29 and 30. But, um, anyways, what had happened was, is that date went, you know, hold on, taking my sweatshirt off. It was 90 degrees today and my closet is like super hot. Um, So what I realized is that that date when we did shrooms, it was the first time of course that I had done that. um, We, I could be completely intimate with somebody like insanely intimate, right? I mean, kissing as deeply and as long as you want, running your fingers through their hair, holding hands, clasping fingers, you know, touching however you want, kissing however you want all over their face, touching their face. Like everything I wanted to do, I could do because we were on shrooms. And I mean, I didn't really get that at the time. I was on shrooms for the first time, but it all felt super okay in, the, in that time frame. And I loved it because it was like, I get to be intimate without having any feelings for somebody. And it was incredible. And I remember leaving that night telling him in a voice message as I was driving back to my house at two in the morning or whatever. I said, I feel like I could tell you I love you. Like, I don't even know you. Like, I just met you, but that was insane. Like, oh my God. And so we did that two more times together. He and I, that person up in the mountains, Chris, we did that three times. And then we did hook up one time without shrooms. Um, (laughs) And it was way better with the shrooms. So, of course, I was always trying to recreate that with boys that I would meet. I say boys, cause they are usually quite a bit younger than me. Um, but it's a lot, it's kind of a big deal to have like, um, time to take drugs with somebody or shrooms, whatever, and have them kick in. And then you have to like, you know, pretty much not be on your phone or have anybody needing you, meaning my kids. So I have to be able to, to really enjoy the experience, like not be available for like three hours or four hours, which is so uncharacteristic for me and my life, but, um, I was really trying to recreate that. So I basically put that in my Tinder profile, like, you know, down for doing shrooms, like this is like what I want to do. And so, and then I did, I did end up meeting that other Chris. There's a lot of Chris's in my life. Um, the one that I ended up having feelings for, well, we basically, um, there was just some intimacy that, that came about without shrooms when we would be intimate together and it was like a drug like it really was a drug to me and it totally messed me up and i didn't even know there was something called a situationship until uh, i recently got this new tiktok account and like changed my algorithm completely and now i know all about situationships and didn't realize i had been in um well i'm still in some um but basically it's just yeah guys that you hook up with that have there's no um There's no strings attached. We used to call this friends with benefits. I mean, I guess they still do, but they also call it a situation ship now. And they say, why do those hurt so much more um, when those end, which typically they're short term, like a month or three months or whatever, versus a long term? relationship that you've been in for five or six years with somebody that you thought you were going to marry they hurt more because you really don't know that person at all you don't know all the sides to that person that you would know in a long-term relationship you only know them for sex and it's typically always good because you don't see them that often and so when that ends it hurts because even though it's just sex usually there is you know some kind of like intimacy that comes out with it so um i realized i've been chasing the intimacy through taking mushrooms and then like i said with that other person that i was really into um, we definitely had a lot of intimacy i mean we were we'd smoke pot so i guess we were a little bit high we only did mushrooms one time together but yeah it was that one time that he kissed me when i just went to give him his wallet that he'd left in my car when i just ran up to his truck to give it to him and we started kissing it was like whoa, like it messed me up. And so then I was just always trying to get that again, again. And, and it would happen when we were together. It was really, it was amazing. <laughs> it, for me, it was. Um, but anyways, I think that he is um, dating somebody, we don't see each other anymore, or talk to each other. Um, so yeah, um, I'm looking at my notes here to see how much I want to share. So yeah, I have a couple situationships still, um, I know neither of them listen to my podcast, but, um, one is 31. One is just turned 30 and the, the 31 year old I've been seeing him. I've seen him. I keep track of this stuff. I've seen him 10 times since May and I just saw him like this last weekend and it's quick. I mean, we, (laughs) we get together. We are just there for one reason and, and just take care of business. And then I'm on my way. And, um, you know, women have a cycle and when you're ovulating, um, you know, and I, I thought I was going through menopause. I still could be. And I told him, that's why I think I've just been kind of like, not cause he was trying to hit me up and I kept kind of making up excuses and then it hit me and I was really, really wanting to be with a guy. Um, and so, yeah, he got me on my last day of that cycle where I was like, my skin's crawling. Like I want to touch somebody. And I want to smell their, their, you know, face. And I want to, you know, he doesn't have long hair, but I, I want to just grab them and, you know, skin, I want to be near skin and it's just exciting. And so anyways, um, yeah, so there are still a, a few guys around that I'm still a few, two, there's two that I can see if I want to, or, you know, if the situation, if the, well, if the timing works out for us. So I'm happy with that. I'm just sticking with that at the moment. And then if something else comes up, you know, who knows? I go to the gym. There's uh, definitely, there's a man that's kind of seems like he's made eye contact with me and he talked to me just briefly the other day, he walked by and made a little comment, something about, oh, you don't get too comfortable sitting there, something like that. I don't even know. Um, but whatever, there's, it doesn't even matter. Just going to the gym fulfills something in your ego because there's a lot of eye candy and, um, it just feels good to be there, you know, and you're getting something done that's good for yourself. Um, so that's, that always helps too. But I realized that the Tinder thing was, um, really making me feel bad. And I, I'm just realized it was like going in circles and it wasn't really going anywhere. And it was like, I'd done it for over a year and I was, I'm just burnt out on it. And I haven't even been tempted to go, back on it or anything. And my girlfriend was like, you should do eHarmony or you should do, she keeps telling me I should do speed dating, but I've never heard of anybody talking about speed dating ever. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, maybe this exists, but I've never heard anybody talking about it. She's in New York and she keeps bringing it up that it's this thing I should go do. But I'm like, I don't want to do that either. There's just got to be A vibe, you know, with somebody that you see in person. Like for instance, there's a little girl at the after school program. Her dad comes and picks her up every day. He's very handsome. Um, I did a little searching. He's not available, but like I've kind of been a little bit. Ooh, I'm like looking forward to her dad coming and picking her up. You know, like there's there are people in your regular life that could turn into something. You know, you just never know, and it's not like. It's not like, um, dating online is the only way it's not, it's places that you frequent a lot, you know, basically like where you work, obviously your gym, things like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I'm not in any, um, hurry to have a boyfriend or anything like that. And I'm happy with the, I know I got to take my medication. I'm happy with the, um, situation that are available to me still, um, okay. So with that said, um, yeah, I kind of got into, I kind of got into on my um, Instagram story. I'm keeping this to the end just in case. Cause I kind of like hope most people don't listen all the way through and don't hear this part of it. But I was talking about on my close friend's story on Instagram that when I go to meet, um, one of the, one of these two guys, Um, I don't want to say their names because I just, I'm just not going to, but um, neither of them have the name Chris. (laughs) But um, anyways, when I go um, to meet them, I want to make sure that I get mine, you know, and I am a girl who has uh, not had an easy time over the years figuring that out. And before I ever had anything that went, <laughs> um it was all manual and, you know, things would take a long time sometimes, but that's all I knew. So I would, ab- I was able to get my head into a place where I could make that happen, but it still didn't happen fast. So it either had to be done orally or manually while, you know, you're having That I just don't want to say too many words because I don't know who's gonna listen to this. Um, so yes, I've had that. Uh, I purchased one of those, a small ish, you know, one. Um, actually at Camouflage in Santa Cruz back when I was with Eric, the one that I got HIV from. That was where I got like a pretty decent one, it was like a hundred dollars or something. It didn't need to be that elaborate, because there's only one speed that's good, and I, it has all these fancy different things that, like, go boop, like, where it goes high and then low. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't need that. Hold on. Joey's calling. Yes? Hey. You're on my, uh, my podcast. What's up? <laughs> that's, that's what? That's nice. What's up? Um... I'm just chilling, waiting for it to hit 9.30, then I can leave. Okay. You got 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, okay. (laughs) Can I call you back when I'm done? I'm almost done. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) So, um, anyways, um, yeah, I really only needed to do one speed, which is pretty much fast and pretty significant. Um, and so I always bring this and it's great because then there's no stress for me because I know I can get what I want from the experience and I don't even have to try hard. It's pretty simple. And, um, I don't have to like, stress out about them doing something to me to make anything happen. Of course they love this. Like guys are fine with this. I have had nobody have an issue with this. They're all like, hell yeah, bring it. You know, They, they, they don't have to do any work. So, um, I was trying to explain on my Instagram close friends story for the women that were listening. Um, what, how it all happens. So it's not just an outside. Oh, y- what I do is, um, I have to sit on them. So I was explaining my close friend's story. I can still see my friend Genevieve who wrote when I explained all this, she sent me like the barf emoji. I'm like, I know she's basically kidding, but I had many women who were like, so glad I shared this and they wanted to know where I got it and how did I use it exactly. And so And many said thank you for talking about that because I have to do the same thing. Or I always thought I was broken. I always thought like something was wrong with me that I couldn't um, get make it happen just by having straight sex. Well, you know, there's a lady on TikTok, Jennifer or Jessica Garner, and she talks about the fact that everybody's doing it wrong. She says that they're poking because guys and watch porn. And in porn, they show that basically guys are just poking girls, but what really they should be doing is humping them. They should be putting it in. And basically, like she said, imagine when you were a teenager and you were like, had your clothes on and you were dry humping, but let's say your clothes are off and it's inserted. Like that's how you should be doing it. You shouldn't be poking in and out because that is the baby hole, that hole is the she just calls it the baby hole. We don't have any sexual function there. There's nothing there. It's at the very end of the baby hole. That's the G spot. And then of course on the outside. And I will not say that word. I freaking can't stand it. Could somebody please come up with a better word for that part? It's gross. I just I hate it. I hate the long version. I hate the short version. I don't like any version of that part. Um yeah, anyways, I think I've talked about that before. So anyways yes, I, they have to be obviously, um, you know, ready to go. And I just say, just (laughs) basically I straddle them, I sit on them. I have to lean back a little bit to get that thing in the proper place. I put it where I want it. I don't let them use it on me. And, um, yeah. And then they just have to move up a little bit over and over, but slow just, and every new time that it kind of like Touches up there inside. Um, the outside thing is like um, striking a match and it's like a catalyst to it happening from the inside out. And it's so crazy intense that I just flop over after. Like, I can't even, like, I'm, I'm jello for a little while and I'm like embarrassed. Like, I'm like laughing because I can't. Like, <laughs> I kind of, I'm not able to function very well for like, you know, a little while. Not a little while. Like, not like, minutes, but like seconds. Um, and yeah, heck they should feel like they definitely participated in a part of it. And, you know, I find that is like, these guys all know that that's how they should handle the situation. They all seem to get that. They just should move a very small amount. And I think that's hot that they know that, like they know that a lot of guys know that. So, um, yeah, that's how that works. And, um, I've had no problems with anybody feeling weird about that. I always just say, I brought my toy and they're like, cool, bring it out. You know, get it. Yes, for sure. Cause they just know, like they don't have to deal with doing anything. I mean, if they were going to do anything to me, it would take a long time. Cause I just can't get into that headspace with somebody that I don't know well, you know? And even if I do know somebody, well, I still have a hard time letting go. It's not easy. It's just totally different. Women are just, we're built differently. So anyways, um, I'm going to wrap up, um, my, uh, podcast here. Uh, there was something else I was thinking I would share, but I'm going to wait because I need to, there was one, somebody who wrote to me because I, I, I put this TikTok on, um, my Instagram and it really messed her up, but I don't, I don't like, it's going to take too long to explain it. And what she wrote was amazing. And so I want to share that next time. I want to spend more time talking about that. And I want to talk about, um like how other people were affected by what she wrote. And it was just basically a woman who's HIV positive who is um basically got HIV for a man who was down low and he died of AIDS. And she's she's held a candle for him for a long time. And then she just realized after seeing that TikTok how like this was the first year after like eleven years that she was just like, why am I like Why am I holding, not holding a candle, but like dedicating like her time and energy to this person who basically went behind her back with other men and gave her HIV. He did die, but so she feels like sad for him because of that. So she's held this like, you know, spot every year to memorialize him. But this TikTok that I played made her realize that you know there's there's so much more to all of that and she it made her look at everything from a different perspective and it, it really um yeah i'll just get into it more later i wasn't really prepared to talk about it today so i'm kind of like just you know I, i'm not yeah i'm not that prepared so i would rather be more prepared and less tired because it is now 9 18 and i'm tired um i've been up since five forty five. i still haven't taken my pills okay sorry i'll do that right now and i think that's all i'm gonna get I'm taking all my personal i'm gonna get on tiktok live uh within the next couple days hmm. wish me luck and uh i hope i don't get blocked again okay you guys have a great um rest of the week it's wednesday night right now And, um, I hope you guys are doing great. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for asking me to come back and do another one. I've had a lot of people writing to me going, when's another one coming out? I like to listen while I clean my house or whatever it is. But, um, thanks you guys. That means a lot. And, um, I hope this one was satisfactory for you. Okay. Bye guys. Love you guys. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.